Greetings to all our viewers uh, and to the KGM family here in Wolfish Bay, Namibia. My name is JP Ewish and I want to share the word of the Lord with you. I've been doing a series of messages and they are all continu continuing after each other. I have uh, started last week with a message where I called it um, Oneness, the Corporate Dominion. And I spoke about how in oneness, there is a dominion that is shared amongst the believers because we are one in the spirit and not only positionally but also practically. And when we operate in this, in the principle of oneness, in that we are one, we share a dominion. There, I, sh I showed you from the book of Acts that there was no poverty. Poverty was, was broken uh, amongst the believers through them being one with each other and nobody lacked uh, there was life there was blessings there were many things that happened and if you want to get a little bit more of that go to our previous message on that but today I want to speak to you again about oneness and um, the how we are not the same in oneness, there is no sameness. And I, I want to explain that sometimes we, we have a, a misconceived idea that, that when we are saying you should be one, or we as the church should be one, that we are saying that everybody's going to look the same. Uh, and and that's, that's not what we are saying. We are saying we are going to be so different. In fact, I believe that in oneness, we will... The, your individual or unique call or grace will be amplified uh, through this oneness. And so it's not actually a place where you lose yourself in, in terms of your call, your mandate, and your destiny in God individually, but it is a place where, where actually you will actually come more to the, to the fore or, to, or in, in what's the word I want to say, where you will actually be more distinct from somebody else, but yet so part of a body of people. So I want to start off with the scripture here. Um, I've been sharing all my messages so far, coming from Acts chapter 4. And I want to read with you again verses 31 in Acts chapter 4. It says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So everybody shared in the experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just one person, everybody. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Verses 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that the things which he possessed was his own but they had all things common. And here we, we find that these, this group of people, 5,000 plus, so many people were at one heart and they had one soul, one passion, one desire, one um, feeling, thought, thinking, um, sharing one life, they, they were all of one heart and of one soul. Your soul is the part of your will, your mind, and emotions. And here the emotions 
were driven, were one, and their, their mind and, and the will and the intent of, that, of each person was one. It was the same. As the Bible says in Genesis chapter 11, that the, the people that were there were of, all the people that were in the earth were of one language and of one speech. And they all said together, let us build a city. And it is a us message. It's a place of where we say it is we, it is not I. It is us, it's not you or me, but it is us together. And so I, wanna, I just want to look into this a little bit and, and share a few thoughts on how, how oneness does not mean that all of us are going to be the same. And so the fear of being like somebody else and not being able to be yourself is a fear that we must dismantle and, and, and just lose and, and get rid of so that we can have a proper understanding. So to do that, I want to go with you to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, you know, when you think about oneness uh, today in the church of Jesus Christ globally, if you think about this idea of us being one, you, you know, just, there's just a mountain that comes before you and you think, this is such a mountain. How will we do this? Um, how will I sit with someone and talk about the doctrine and the teachings that I have? Um, how will I be able to walk with another brother? You know, how will we even begin to speak about the word? Because it's so, it's so difficult because there's so many understandings. There's so many different uh, types of churches and it's just, it's, just, um, it's just a very a tough thing to do and, and to even think about achieving oneness. But I, and then as I was talking to the Lord and, you know, asking him, how is this, this going to be? How do, you, how do you manage to get something like this right? And uh, the Lord took me to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I want to read from verses 7. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given... To every man to profit with all, or to profit everybody. Verses 8, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another um, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. So here we have the word of wisdom, and here we have the word of knowledge. Two different gifts of the Spirit manifesting themselves in a different way, very distinct from each other, but... There is still one spirit, one source of each gifting. So we can see the, there's one spirit. We should have one spirit, but when we function, there is a difference, right? And when you see that, then also again, it says, to another the same, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse or different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. So they are different gifts of the Spirit. They are diverse, they are different from each other. When they operate and when you function in those gifts, they are very different from the, from the other. For example, when somebody prophesies and when somebody is busy doing, uh, operating in the, in the gift of working of miracles, the two look very different. While one is prophesying, another one is doing miracles. You will see a clear difference between the two in how they function and, 
and in how they are communicating to the people and, and the response of the people will also be different. But yet the Bible says, but all of these work one and the same spirit. So if you, if you go back in this chapter, for example, to verses 4 of chapter 12, it says, now there are diversities of gifts, but it is the same spirit. There are different gifts, but they are the same spirit. Verses 5, there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. Again, it's highlighting there are differences, but yet we are dealing with the same Lord, even though there are differences. We are dealing with the same spirit, even though there are different manifestations of the gifts. Then verses um, six, but there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which works all in all. So even if though we are operating differently, um, there is still the same God that is working through everyone. As one is functioning in his call and his mandate, it's still the same God that's working in him. And the other, in and is the, the same God that's working in another. So when we are saying we are one, we are not necessarily talk, saying that all of us must be the same and that all of us must now, must now um, what's the word, all of us must operate in the gift of prophecy and forget the rest. And so you who understand, who has an understanding of what you feel that God is calling you to do, I'm talking now individually, uh, what God is asking you to do, your mandate, your call, your destiny, your purpose, the giftings, how God has gifted you, the grace that's upon your life, it may be very different from another, but yet it does not mean that when we say we must be one, you need to throw away your gifting, you need to throw away your grace, you need to throw away your call, your mandate, what God is asking you to do. No, that is not what we are saying. And when we say that, so when we say that there must be a corporate will, that the corporate will is more important than the individual will, we are not saying that you are going to throw away who you are individually. You are unique in your call and what God has for you. But we, it must fit into the corporate, what God is doing corporately. And, what, and how God has gifted you must be used to advance what God wants to do corporately with the church of Jesus Christ. And so there's no, there's no um, we're not cloning. We're not making everybody the same. We are just saying, Although there are certain things in oneness that has to be the same, but there are other things where you can be yourself, where you can be how God designed you, created you, gifted you, and put you together for His purpose. And so if you go on here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we read from verses 12, it says, For as the body is one, and as many members, and all the members of that one body being many, are one body, so also is Christ. And uh, if you go to the book of Acts chapter 4, uh, where, they, where the apostles came together with the rest of the church after they had been beaten, and they explained, and they explained to, the, to the rest of the church how they were beaten by the chief priests, you will see that what they were saying there is, is that um, the, when they began to pray, excuse me, when they began to pray, the, 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 the scriptures that they quoted when they were praying was, um, Lord, why, your, your word says, why do, the, why do the rulers rage? Why do the heathens rage? And the rulers and the kings have gathered themselves together. And it says they have gathered themselves together against uh, 
your, your Lord and against your Christ. And so they talk about the Lord and they talk about Christ. Uh, now, now what is that saying? Who was the Christ? The Christ was the church right there, the body of Christ. And here, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is saying, there are many members, but there is one body. And he says, Christ is the same. In other words, Christ has many members to him, but it's one body. He's the head. The church is the body. We make up one corporate man in the earth. So Christ is the same. So when people come against the church of Jesus Christ, they are coming against Christ because that is who we are. And so this is what he's saying here, verses 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we bond or free, having been all made to drink into one spirit. We have all partaken of one spirit. Doesn't matter um, what member you are, whether you're the hand, the eye, the finger, the nose, the it doesn't matter. We are sharing in the same spirit. We have drank of the same spirit. Now as you go on, verses 14, for the body is not one member, but many. Now remember, he first said, there is one body, there are many members, but one body. So when, when we say we are one, we must try and get all these members to function together as a unit, as a body, and not as a separate entity or somebody that's on his own, uh, a hand over there and an eye over here. And, and that also does not mean that we have to be physically together in the same place, same building, that wherever you find yourself geographically, every single church there must meet in the same building. Um, so if we, are, if we are a million in a country, then all of us must gather in the same building. No, that's not what I'm saying. But in the spirit, there has to be a synergy. In the spirit, there has to be a oneness, a joining together of the parts. And so when there is a body, when the, for the body is not one member. A body is not an eye. And so if everybody were an eye, where was the body? And I think that's what it says in verses 15. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? So if I say to myself, no, I am, not, I am not an apostle, so I'm probably not part of the body of Christ, you know. Or no, I'm not very strong in healing the sick and so on. So I'm probably not part of the body of Christ. No, why? That, that's talking about all of us trying to be the same. So if one person is flowing very strong in the prophetic, everybody wants to be now a prophet. You know, but where would be the diversity? Where would be the differences? Where would be the rest of the members of the body of Christ? Or where would be the body if we only had a foot? Or if we only had a hand? Where would be the body? And what this, what this says to us is that oneness is not me losing myself in the, in the corporate. It is me being amplified by the corporate. It is me coming forth because I understand in the corporate, we need every member. In the oneness, we need every person to, to be functioning, every person to be operating. Right Then verse 16, And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? 
so us comparing it's, uh, ourselves with each other, as Paul said, is foolishness. Um, we need to discover ourselves and we need to know how to function the way God has designed us to function. Excuse me. Verses 17. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? And if the whole were a hearing, where were the smelling? So if one member or if one member is functioning very strongly and the rest of the members of the body of Christ are looking at this and are mesmerized by this and they all now try to be like that, the question will be, then where will be the rest of the body? Where will be? It won't be there, right? And so um, we all cannot try, if one, if one church has the mandate, one local church has the mandate to travel to the nations um, and everybody is now tra- trying to travel to the nations, where would be the local impact in your local, in your local place where you find yourself, in the geographical location, there where you are situated, where will be our local impact if everybody's trying to go to the nations? Uh, it doesn't make sense. So we're not saying that everybody must now be the same. We can be different. We can be diverse. We can be unique, yet still function in the corporate. Um, if every church is, is trying to operate, you know, in the prophetic because the, the leader of that congregation or household is a prophet. And so all other churches are now trying to be prophetic and be like that. Uh, you know, where would be the rest? Where would be the people that would reach out? If we were all trying to be teachers and everybody wanted to teach the word and, 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 and dissect the word and put it into place and and every local church that's there, although every local church has to teach, but we're all trying to have a strong teaching focus. And, 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 and you know, if you're a teacher, you want students. So you've got no sight of reaching out to the lost. You don't want to save souls. All you're thinking about is the people must understand. The people must come together. We need to teach them the word of God. You're not interested in, in all the other things. You're probably not interested in in actually uh, doing a prayer meeting because you're not here to pray, you want to teach the people. So where would be then the rest? Where would be the evangelist? Or where would be the people that would reach out? Or where would be the people that, 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 that have been called to go and, and minister to people who, who, who are jobless or, or be like Joseph, walk into, into areas of government and, and, and lead the, the nation? If we were all the same, then there would be no body. So being one is not me losing myself. It is me actually finding myself in oneness. It's me rising up in, un- in my uniqueness and, and aligning myself and joining myself to something that's corporate and something that we are all called to do. But yet for us to achieve that, I have to fulfill my personal, my personal call that fits into that. Um, If I can use an example, if you think about building a house, you have plumbers, you have an architect, um, you have carpenters, you have electricians, you have those that build the structures of the house or the building, and they're all trying to achieve the same goal. But they're all so different, all so unique, all differently skilled, think differently, but yet they are all trying to achieve the same goal. Let's build this house. 
And so they work as one team. And, and that's what we're trying to say here. Oneness is not us losing ourselves. Um, it, is, it is us actually us actually finding ourselves. But it is such a powerful place. While we walk individually, while we walk in our uniqueness, uh, distinct or different from somebody else, at the same time, we will share all in, in the same spirit, in the same power. Um, we, will, we will have all dominion over poverty. We will all be sharing in the life that's available for all of us. Um, the, the curse can't work there. As I shared with you last, last week, the curse can't work there because, because we are all sharing in that same thing. There's no sickness there because the life of the corporate, the, the healing power of the corporate body, when the sickness comes into the atmosphere of oneness, of a people who are one, there is power that will destroy that sickness. Now today we have one man walking in the power of a healing or another one here, another one there, and the rest of the body are cut off from that power and not being able to walk and in the demonstration of that spirit and power of the Holy Spirit. And, and so we are just, we're having groups of people here enjoying something, whereas in oneness all of us will enjoy it, all of us will share in it, all of us will be able to reap from the corporate from that harvest because in oneness I am a partaker of what belongs to the family, what belongs to us all because in, in oneness we share in each other's life, we share in the grace, we share in the power that's available to the body, we share, we have all things common. This is not only a natural thing, this is a thing in the spirit, we will share in the spirit we will share in that corporate anointing that is there that is able to break things and so it is, it is such an amazing place that we need to see that we need to grasp and that we should not be afraid of and my prayer is that that the holy spirit um that he will he will give you the eyes of understanding and that it will lighten your eyes and that the revelation will come to you and that you will get sight and, and, and I pray that, that that is what will come to you. Because unless we can see this place and not be afraid of it. And, and all we need to do is see and believe that God can do it. Um, you know, in the past I have um, spoken a word like this on oneness in our own church, in our local church in KGM. And I remember the first time I shared it, it was just chaos. It was... Um, strife, contention, fighting, and, and uh, it was just hectic. The relationships were just being broken, and I couldn't understand it. And then, I think a year and a half later, the Lord said to me, I want you to speak oneness again. And this time I was very hesitant on talking about oneness. I thought to myself, my goodness, my past experience on oneness is telling me that we're heading for trouble here. We're heading for fightings, um, strife, and, and all these things that are just not very nice for, for a local church. And as I, I began to pray and ask the Lord, show me, speak to me, what, 
how am I going to do this? Uh, the Lord understood my concerns and the Lord said to me, I want, you to, I want you to teach in such a way that you give the people sight. No, don't force anybody to be one. Don't impose it. Don't put the Lord. Just ask them to ask for sight. And then the Lord said to me, and once they can see the place by the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, he said, then they must believe. And when they believe, then the grace of God will labor in our lives to make us one and to be in agreement. And so my prayer today is, is that you will see this place and that you will not be afraid of oneness, but that you will understand how, how much blessing and, uh, the, there is in this place and how to your advantage this place is. And so I, I, I really plea with you to, to really look at this place, to really search it out. Let's not try to be, let's not try to be the same. Let's not um, think it's saying that. And, and it may sound scary and say that the corporate will is more important than the individual will. Yet we know nothing corporate can exist without the individuals. Um, if, if all the engine parts are not assembled together, where would be the engine of a car? There would be no engine because it takes all the parts to make an engine. It takes all the members of the body of Christ to make up the body of Christ. And um, your individual call, mandate, and grace and giftings that God has given you is so critical, so vital, so important for the corporate body of Christ so that we may function in oneness. In my next part of this message, I will continue on this issue of us being diverse and different, distinct from each other, yet being one. And um, I would like to explain that a little bit further to you. So until next time, may the Lord bless you and um, bye for now.